Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at StayOnTargetPodcast.com. That's right, John. This week we are talking about Star Wars Celebration. Woo-hoo. And the movie announcements Woo-hoo. that they made. Dude, I like the Star Wars Celebration stuff this year. Like, uh, I feel like uh, it, it snuck up on me where I was like, I did not expect there to just be like Star Wars news all of a sudden. But then it was like, oh, Celebration's happening. Cool. Let's, <laughs> let me, there's lots of announcements. This is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I, for, I didn't realize it was Star Wars Celebration until it was that week, so... Yeah, like, you know. and I, uh, I guess, like, so uh, I saw, like, four years ago, as of, like, you know, uh, if people listen to this podcast, as of, like, two, like, a day ago, um, the, the, like, the Rise of Skywalker trailer, the first, like, the big trailer for that had released at that point, so, um, during Star Wars Celebration that year, so, man, you know, it's just trucking, trucking right along in the Star Wars, uh, Star Wars universe. Yeah, yeah, so we'll get to that a little bit later. We also have some news, but uh, first, John, what have you been up to this week? So this week I finished the uh, the murder of, of Sonic the Hedgehog, finished that game. Oh, yeah. How was it? It was fantastic. I very I enjoyed myself a lot. It was very cool. The thing is, it's like it's not just like a detective, you know, visual novel solving kind of crime solving kind of game. Like it's not like just like a Phoenix Wright game. There are there are these like uh, in order for the the main character that you play as to like uh essentially like have a new idea or have like a like connect different thoughts together you have to do like a uh endless runner isometric sonic you know video game where he like holds up a game gear basically in front of his face and you play this mini game in order to like get to the end of the level which is where there's like a uh, an idea like a light bulb that, that goes off or whatever and so uh and so like it's this combination of gameplay that really makes it super super fun. Um and then they shake it up like where uh, the, you know the, you're not always trying to like interrogate people or like whatever. There's uh there's some other things that you do in the in the middle of that game and dude it's fun. It was it came in like my t- game time on it came in at like 4.7 hours is what Steam told me. Um some of that may have been sitting on a, on the menu uh, <laughs> but I not much of it. Um, not a lot, like a ton. I just don't know how steam does their, like, does their game time. Like, does it, if it, if it clocks it from when you're, uh, like if you're sitting on the start menu and haven't actually like loaded into the actual game, or if it's like just anytime you start, like just open the, open the game, it's running. Um, but yeah, it was, I played it over like three, three play sessions and it was a, it was a blast, man. I, uh, I very much enjoyed it. It's, it's like super positively reviewed and like it feels very much like a a sonic the hedgehog comic like a playable sonic comic is what it what it really felt like because like talking all the characters and like everybody interacting and stuff um very very much a a playable sonic the hedgehog comic which was which was cool to do nice dude i hope they come out with more of these like i hope they do the like more you know more of this style of uh of of sonic game um, but yeah, it, it actually like has me. So I actually, uh, there's another game that it, it was released this week, like today. I haven't actually started it yet. Um, but it is also like a, uh, visual novel mi- mixed with like a, a puzzly, uh, game. 
uh, but it's in the Tron universe. And so like I've played all of the other Tron uh, games. I've watched every Tron pieces of media, like all the shows, like there's like a, the animated show. I've watched all the movies, like all the, all the, th- all the Tron things, Chris, I, you know, somehow have watched and it consumed all of the Tron content. Um, even like comic books and stuff like that. Uh, and so like, you know, I, I was probably going to play this game anyway, but now having experienced this, like, Hey, it's a cool, like, uh, crime solving, like really fun, you know, I uh, game like visual novel style game with a, uh, a licensed IP. Like I'm, I'm now like a little bit more excited to dive into this Tron game, um, which is also like a detective game um from from the looks of it so um yeah anyway that's that's what i've been up to this week chris what what have you been up to this week oh man uh i haven't really been up to a ton other than um playing uh call of duty Warzone. um it was the uh the last few days of the uh second season of uh, Warzone 2.0 and so it was great to uh to get that um to get through that and uh i didn't finish the battle pass this time around um there uh is this the was, first uh, time is this is this the no, first time no like uh, no it's it's like the second time of mm. warzone battle passes and but like the so the last time was one of the very first seasons um back in the day when they had the rose skin on warzone one and it was in the battle pass as like one of the final skins and i didn't finish it and then that skin became like the skin to have because it was so dark that you couldn't see it in the shadows. <laughs> it was camouflaged. It was. There wasn't anything that was like reflective on it or like lighter <laughs> oh, no. colored. It was just straight up a bl- completely black skin oh, no. that honestly, like, I mean, I got killed by so many times and I couldn't even become it. Like, yeah. and there was no way to get it. Um, they eventually kind of nerfed it. They put like uh, some reflective, like, um, like belts and like. <laughs> straps and stuff on it you know like <laughs> yeah yeah but like still it was still real hard to see it's like it was just like the perfect storm and i didn't that's the only one i didn't finish and i then you know it's the worst uh did not like it this time I, I didn't see anything in there that i was like okay this is going to turn into something like that where it's like this is such a a game breaking uh skin that i have to have it you know what i mean yeah yeah um, you, what, mean, what you, what like, you never I'll- well, you never really know is like the gun skins that are or, uh, builds that are in there. If one of them might end up being like your favorite gun skin or like or be like magic somehow. Like, yes, yeah, yes, yes. The, uh, the thing that I like experiences that I've had with, uh, with missing something on a battle pass that eventually like becomes like part of the, part of the meta, like part of the ongoing, like, Oh man, it's the best. It's the top tier, you know? Um, it was uh, like in, in apex, in one of the battle passes, one of the like top uh, gun skins had better iron sights, um, like that were like removed like a lot of the like the sides or like whatever. Like it was basically like, hey, this is like an automatic uh, red dot or whatever, um, and where it's like it just removes a lot of things. And so like that became like the thing where it's like. If you could land on the ground, grab this weapon, and you know you automatically just have better sights than than everyone else around you, it was uh, it was the thing, and I missed it, and so, <laughs> and so like constantly for like for like what I what feels like years, uh, the Apex developers were trying to like 
make other sites better and like you know and then like eventually they were just like not nah, on nah, we've we've like reskinned that that we've taken away the sites on that skin and put it like to the default <laughs> sites oh, like ever like we're just re- taking away the 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 positive you know perception of uh of this being a buff because like having never seen it like in action myself or used it in action i should say because like you know you can see clips or whatever and see comparison shots but like having never used it myself it's like i don't I don't know how much of a buff it actually was, but it was, it's like it's enough to where like people will complain about it. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh that's always a fun fun situation where it's like, oh man, the one time that was that one was available and that was the best one in the game. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's that's how it happens sometimes. But uh that's what I'm up to up to this week, which uh isn't a ton, but it, it does lead us into our news. All right, John, the news. So one of, uh, I feel like this is, we don't talk a lot about, I mean, I talk about it when I talk about like what I've been up to, but uh, this is, I feel like, newsworthy for um, Call of Duty Warzone. So the new season started, obviously, and uh, they have a battle pass, like always, where you can spend like 10 bucks and unlock things. But they, they have this new uh, uh, upgraded version um, called Black Cell. It's a black cell version of the battle pass. And they've always kind of done like there's a $10 version and then there's a $20 version that sometimes is given extra skins. Most time it's just like, it just boosts you and gives you 20 extra unlocks right away. But sometimes we give you some extra stuff. But now for $30, John, you can get the black cell. Uh, it's just called black cell. So I, I don't, you know, it's a black, it's a, you know how like the new battle pass, there are cells on the, on the screen and you unlock them and then you unlock things within each cell. It's a, it's a black cell. So anyway, you unlock it by paying $30. That's the only way to unlock Chris, the so black many of the cell. the words that you're saying, like, I don't know if make I make no uh, sense. And they yeah, make absolutely like, the, the jargon. I don't the, understand. The, 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 the season pass on the screen that is, looks like a map and each portion of the map is called a cell. <laughs> okay, and so I okay. guess there's a portion of this map that is a black cell. I don't know. I haven't unlocked. I haven't gotten in there yet, <laughs> but it's a black cell. So and somehow you have to buy the black cell, <laughs> all right? Um, and you buy the black cell, and this is what it does: it instantly oh, no. grants you more than more than seven thousand Call of Duty points worth of content, including exclusive access to the black cell sector, whatever that means. <laughs> what is that? Instantly access to a black cell operator with animated camo. Now that sounds pretty cool. Animated, the animated camo on your body. Cool. Uh, I, I you know. always love animated, yep, yep, yep. animated, uh, animated outfits. In now games. this doesn't help me, John, but all those PlayStation nerds out there, PlayStation exclusive additional five battle tokens tier skips. So you basically unlock a full cell, cell automatically. <laughs> um, you also get a black cell bonus topper of twelve operator skin alternatives. So as you unlock the skins throughout the battle pass, you get an alternative skin to that skin. So you basically get double the skins if you uh, buy this <laughs> buy this black. Is it just a recolor? So, it's got to be just a recolor. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I, I'll have to get in there. Pro tuned weapon blueprint, vehicle skin, and finishing move. And then uh, current battle pass is included with purchase. Plus twenty battle token tier skips, so you can unlock. What is that? What would that be? That would be. Uh, it'd be four actual cells on the map you could unlock, plus a uh, a ten um, Call of Duty point bonus. Meaning you basically like. I mean, if you if you buy Call of Duty points anyway, like you're basically paying twenty dollars for this 
is what yeah, they're trying yeah, to like. Yeah, you get enough. Anyway, you get, you get a, like yep. the battle pass worth back, and yeah. then some. Like yeah, and then ten, you know, double the battle pass back. Interesting. So like, do you have to unlock this as you go through the battle pass, or is this like all available to you immediately as soon as you like well, do the you, the thirty dollars? Again, I haven't seen the map, so I don't know where this black cell is. But you you unlock the black cell, and all the adjacent cells are already unlocked for you to unlock the content within them with the tokens, John. And, uh, and then, um, I guess as you, as you unlock as like the operator skins are obviously not available to you. It's the, you have the option to unlock them as if you complete the rest of the battle pass. So yeah, like, it's not yeah, like all of a sudden yeah. you get all this stuff. It's like you get the opportunity to get all this stuff. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this, Chris. <laughs> I'm probably buying it, John. I'm just going to tell you, I'm a sucker for this stuff. Give it a try. Yeah, I'm going to give it a try and, uh, you know, just feed into the machine and they'll probably keep doing it because people like me will buy it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah. unless I get in there, John, unless I get in there and they're just like the dopiest looking skins Dude, that's I've ever the, seen that, in my life. Th that's the thing that like, <laughs> here, pay an additional I guess, like for you, it would be like an additional like twenty bucks, right? <laughs> yeah, because I would have, I would have, I would have bought the ten dollar one. Yeah. Plus, you get ten dollars back. So I guess this is basically ten dollars, John. Yeah, I mean, if you, is, yeah, it only cost me ten dollars in the long run. Yeah, in the long run, yeah, because if you <laughs> if you go through and you unlock all and get all of the the additional like Call of Duty points or credits or gold coins or whatever they call doubloons, I don't know, like doubloons, uh, <laughs> the Call of wow. Duty doubloons, um, but like. The thing that I, I think about this is like, I look at it, I'm like, they're, they're not telling you a lot in there. They're telling you a lot of categories of things, but they're not telling you a lot of detail where it's like, I kind of want to know like, hey, here are the four skins that you're going to get. This is like the items. Here's like what you're, what you're looking at. Like, cause like the value proposition is here's a, like a mystery. Like here's a mystery box over here. We're going to sell you this for 10 bucks. <laughs> And like that part of it, cause like even on battle passes, like I just, no matter what game it is, I don't just inherently like get the battle pass. Like I look through it like and go, yeah, okay. That's worth the money, you know? And it's also worth the time investment that it takes to unlock everything. Cause like, you know, that's the, that's the proposition. Cause like, okay, if there's some season on something where you're like, man, I'm, I'm not as into to like apex or even like Marvel snap or like whatever has a season, you know, ever, cause everything has season passes now. Um, if I'm not as into it at that exact moment, I'll wait. I'll be like, Psh, you know, I'm just going to hold off. Cause like the items in here, not, you know, not, not really hitting me. Right. And I also don't know if that's where I want to put my time. Now, if it turns around and then that's where I end up start, you know, putting some more time, it's like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll take a second look. Maybe I'll consider it because it's like, I'm going to be doing this anyway. And it gives me additional tasks to do additional fun to have had like unlocks and things. But like, from a value proposition being like, hey guys, I got this mystery box over here. I'll sell you, I'll, I'll upcharge you $20 for this, uh, for this uh, mystery box over here and uh, you know, come, come get it. And I, I don't know, that's the part of it where I'm like, man, I hope this doesn't work so well that everyone else does it too. <laughs> I hope there's not a Black Cell Apex Legends battle pass next season, you know? Uh, there could be. You never know now. I mean, Call of Duty, Call of Duty is paving the way. Unless it's really cool. <laughs> Whatever this this additional like location you can go to, because it sounds like there's like a, an exclusive club attached to this. Um, 
if that's really cool, maybe I do wish everybody would do it. I don't know. <laughs> Without knowing what's in it, it's impossible to tell. Uh, all right, John, there's some other news um, that I've now forgotten, but I hope you remember. <laughs> well, the first one is there's a, there's been there's been a shift, Chris. There's been a, a shift. Just imagine the company of HBO and imagine that they create a streaming service called HBO Max. Mm. And then that company gets bought by Discovery, who has their own streaming service called Discovery Plus. And that streaming service is not doing super well. <laughs> and so they roll, they decide to roll all their content into HBO Max and then subsequently decide that they don't know why this has HBO in the title. And so they take <laughs> out HBO. Well, you have, you have to remember all the uh, the content they started deleting. Oh, that's and, right. Yes, and series they, they canceled and original yeah, they, they content canceled mo- they decided to stop. Movies that were 75% done. They canceled, yep. um, they canceled another movies movie, a sequel to a, a pretty successful animated film called Scoob. They canceled a Halloween version of Scoob that was done, completed. What? I don't. Did we talk about that? Uh, nah, would, maybe we did. I don't it know. It was I'm, in there. I'm, it was I'm, in the bundle. I'm, I'm enraged again, John. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and to the point where like some, some people who have looked into it and they're like, is this, is this even like, uh, is this basically, is this a, uh, (laughs) anti-competitive in the marketplace? Like, is this a thing that we're going to just like, let, let them just do this? Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, then now they're renaming it, Chris. They're removing, they're removing HBO because HBO, HBO out. HBO is too much, like because it's it's Discovery, Chris, because that's who's oh like that's who this the CEO and everybody is now. The freaking worst. I saw a tweet today um, that said, as uh, as account I follow, he does a, does a lot of like business. I'll talk about like AI stuff. Here's like um, how how uh, like this is talking about like the 1993 version of Super Mario Brothers was so bad that Nintendo wouldn't use its IP for for another film for 30 years. And talks about like how much they Which paid I just, for the film. I just got that, like that that movie in the mail <laughs> from what? Amazon what that I bought for four dollars. What movie? The original <laughs> Super Mario Brothers, the, on the old DVD? version. Yeah, the old version. On like Blu-ray? Oh, on on DVD. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, on does it even exist on Blu-ray? Uh, I doubt it. No, I doubt it. Um, the, the thing is, it doesn't it exist online anywhere either, Chris. Because they've tried to pretend it doesn't exist. Well, because, yeah, because like the distribu- they just they don't renew the distribution rights. So like you can't even like buy a digital copy of it somewhere, really, yeah. um, as far as I know. And so like whenever it went on sale, like Wario 64, like, you know, tweet out, like it's on sale for $4 on Amazon. I was like, I'm getting this thing. Yeah, yeah. So I got So it. anyway, this is a tweet <laughs> from Trung Fan, at Trung T Fan. And uh, this is the tweet. Time Warner is renaming its streaming service HBO Max to Max. It's a good move. The HBO brand is associated with some of the worst content ever. Sopranos, The Wire, Band of Brothers, Game of Thrones, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Veep, Deadwood, and Silicon Valley. Good riddance. Yeah. I mean, like... Obviously written with a lot of snark. Like... I, it, it blows my mind, Chris, where it's like, okay, <laughs> like we're Discovery. We're going to come in. We buy Warner Brothers, we, which includes HBO, right? And HBO Max. We're then going to devalue the streaming oh. service that we just bought by taking right. off content. Right. Because we don't want to have to pay the, uh, the, the rights, like the residual rights, residuals on the, those streams and just the availability to places like Sesame Street. 
<laughs> you know, uh, yeah. they paid for that entire catalog to be have that entire catalog exclusive to their platform. HBO did, uh, and they were very proud. Like Warner Brothers was like, "Hey, we're very proud to be this is the first time you're going to be able to watch through the entire series or the majority of the the is series." Is it gone now? It, there's so much of it that's just been gone. Like, oh like, my gosh! So, like, there's there's key episodes, like the the bigger ones or whatever. But like, so much of the Sesame, old classic Sesame Street stuff is just gone. Um, well, there's a bunch of Looney Tunes stuff that's gone off there now. Yeah, and the, like a lot of the animation stuff is gone, and then it's like now you know, okay, well I don't have removed all that stuff, so we don't have to actually pay people, like pay 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 artists for the stuff people like to consume on our platform, but we're still going to charge the same amount for it. So stupid. Um, Cause like yeah anyway, well so here's and, and let me let me let me uh, so he had a follow up tweet it said um, first a correction I'm getting yelled at for incorrectly naming Warner Brothers Discovery as Time Warner apologies and also apologies for not having enough room to name drop Oz Six Feet Under Big Little Lies Westworld True Detective Entourage Boardwalk Empire Lazy Sanders Show Succession Sex in the City White Lotus and Tream yeah. I mean, Discovery, like, and Discovery, like, came in, bought those things, and Discovery, like, their streaming platform is, ba- like, just, just completely not on the map, right? It's a bunch of reality shows and a bunch of reality television, and which is is fine. Well, and that's but it's like, low, it's, but like, just people were not produce. on board with it. And that's what the like, I forget the name of the head of of everything now. That's what he wants is to change everything into this like super low cost to produce uh, content. I mean, but who wants to watch that? I mean, I, clearly nobody that would like really respect the the name HBO, which is the point. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, um, there's no legacy to continue, to continue there. Yeah, it's like and that really puts me because like HBO Max, whenever it originally launched, I was like, dude, this is a like it's it's a it was like a no no brainer. Like it was like okay, all of Sesame Street, yes, all of like these uh, these classic uh, cartoons. Absolutely. All of the DC like animated movies and animated shows. Definitely. Um, plus new content. Um, you know, it's like, eh, like our flag means death. Like there's so many like really, really good shows that are exclusive to that platform that are HBO. Like, right. Like that yeah. was the, like that was the, the draw for the new original content. It's HBO. And yeah. like now at this point, it's like, They've canceled a lot of HBO exclusive, like HBO Max exclusive things. They've canceled a lot of Warner Brothers animation projects. And I'm just like, man, this, like the outlook is not good. Like it was, it went from being like one of the best to now, like my outlook on that platform is very, very negative. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know. I mean, this, you know, I, I still have my subscription to that because again, they have some, uh, things that I like to watch on there. Um, you know, but it's a not, not one that I, I now I'm like, man, that's a staple, you know, it's, it's one where like, if they devalue it much further, I'm just going to kind of look at it and be like, Hmm, um, the pricing structure is also going to be different. They're introducing like an ad, uh, supported, uh, subscription. Um, and then they're inserting a, Hey, you pay this much for HD, right? So you pay like $15 a month for HD. Uh, and you can stream on two devices at a time. And then there's the ultimate version where you pay $20 a month and that's 4k on four devices at a time. So you don't get 4k even until you upgrade to the, the $20. Wait, are you saying I, do I month. need to change my subscription now? I don't know. I don't know where, like I'm going to wait for this to roll out and see where they put me. Oh my and gosh. because like, I'm definitely not doing ads and <laughs> cause like, you know, who knows no. what those ads will ads be. Are, ad, ads are the worst. 
They are. I pay pay YouTube to take away my ads um, because I don't know what kind of ads they're showing. Um, and then, like, as far as like you know, as far as the 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 upper tiers, like I have a 4K TV, and I really like whenever H. HBO Max initially launched, that was my biggest criticism was they didn't have anything in 4K. But then whenever they, like whenever they released, I think it was Godzilla versus Kong, that was the first one in 4K and they started going through and putting things on there in 4K. And so I've started like watching things in 4K on the, and being like more excited about that platform at that point. So I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's a weird move to me. I feel like this is uh this is all in service of they've got to, they're going to try to like, milk as much value as they can out of this acquisition before they, you know, I don't know, alienate to so many customers that nobody wants to be part of that, that platform anymore. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen with HBO max or Jax. I guess it's just max now. Just max. Just max. Max. Just max. It's also really funny. Cause I, I saw like news headlines of like, Max is developing this. Like, and I'm like, who's Max? Oh, it's the platform, not a person. Like, anyway, it's, it's very. It'll be. It'll be very interesting to see how how all that works out and what the what the number of people streaming on Max is going to be uh, at the end of the day. Agreed. Agreed. Is that the news? That's the news. All right, John. So, um. Star Wars Celebration. I don't know that, like, have you even seen any kind of articles that were, like, all the things announced at, at Star Wars Celebration? Um, good question. I haven't, but I, so, like, all I, like, what I really want to talk about are the movies, but, like, I don't know if you could do a quick peruse, yeah, I'll do a quick, maybe. I'll do a quick look. Yeah, as I'm reading this, and maybe, we, like, if there's anything else that we're missing major, but, like, I feel like these are the major things, and so. Cool. I'm going to read an article. This is from our IGN um, written by Ryan Dinsdale, call, uh, titled Kathleen Kennedy says new Star Wars films are, quote, pretty far along in development. Um, so uh, here we go. Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy has said that three newly announced Star Wars films are, quote, pretty far along, end quote, in development. Speaking to IGN at Star Wars Celebration, Kennedy made clear that the new films from Dave Filoni, Charmaine Obaid Shinoy, and James Mangold aren't just ideas being thrown around at Lucasfilm, but have been in development for a considerable amount of time. Quote, we're pretty far along, end quote, Kennedy said. Quote, these are things, as you can imagine, certainly looking at what Dave's been doing with Ahsoka, that'll be at least six, seven years building to what it is we're going to be doing in a movie. As far as Charmaine, we've been working on that for a couple of years already. And with what Jim's doing, Jim and I, because we had the benefit of doing Indiana Jones together, there was a lot of discussion about what that story is. What's great about Jim is he's a writer, director, much like David is, so he can move that along at a pretty fast pace. So everything's kind of moving along. We may have a really nice situation where we have all of these things ready to go and we can take our time figuring out when we make them, end quote. We already know of at least one casting, too, thanks to Daisley Ridley making an appearance at Star Wars Celebration to announce her return to the galaxy far, far away. Ridley will once again play Rey Skywalker, but in a film set 15 years after Rise of Skywalker as the character attempts to rebuild the Jedi Order. Nothing, nothing is official for Filoni's movie yet, though. He and John Favreau appeared to tease that it will be a culmination to the stories told in The Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, and the upcoming Ahsoka series. Mangold's is equally shrouded in mystery, but the writer and director said during celebration that it would be set at the earliest point in the Star Wars timeline, focusing on the emergence of the Force and the dawn of the Jedi. 
Beyond these three, Kennedy also revealed at Celebration that Taika Waititi's Star Wars project is still happening, with a Thor Ragnarok director still, quote, working, or, quote, still working away, end quote, on the script. The same can't be said for Ryan Johnson's trilogy, however, as this is not actively being worked on. Disney cleaned up its list of upcoming projects a little ahead of Celebration, also shelving Kevin Feige and Patty Jenkins' films. The thought to be completely the thought to be completely canceled Rogue hang on. Oh, the thought to be completely canceled Rogue Squadron may have some hope though, as Kennedy said it's one the team still talks about a lot. Hmm. So some uh some cancellations in there, along with some like new films announced. I mean, uh and uh some like clarifications on like I mean I guess, and I guess and I can't remember us ever really canceling the uh uh the Game of Thrones creators movies, but I, I guess that's completely canceled now. I don't remember. Did we? Did they cancel those at some point? Oh man, that sounds really familiar. That they might have like fallen off, or like even one of the Game of Thrones people was like, "Hey, I don't know, we're pretty busy." Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. Is yeah. It's crazy. Supposedly that's why they rushed the last season of uh, Game of Thrones so they could go work on this thing, which is you know. Anyway, there's there's uh, there's so much to be said about Star Wars, but both the 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 meta storyline of like in behind the scenes turmoil of directors and churning through that studio. And, um, uh, but I'm, I'm happy to see some traction. I like, I, I love the fact that Dave Filoni is directing a movie. Um, I'm excited to and see. And that feels really cool too. Like th- this idea of like, Hey, we're, we're building something really kind of big over yeah. on the live action television side of things. Right. And it's going to be big enough to, to have like a movie. Yeah. And like, so, so that feels really cool. Um, I also like the idea, even like an interview I saw, like that he did this, like this Star Wars celebration. People asked about like, hey, this Ahsoka series, do people need to have watched all of the things that came before or all of the Ahsoka stuff like from Rebels before. Like and all the kind of stuff. Yeah. And he was Clone like, he's like, no, he's like, you know, he's like with star Wars. He's like, it's always been, he's like, you know, George, George started with episode four. He's like, you know, so like, obviously you're kind of jumping into the middle of an ongoing saga at that point. So he's like, we try, you know, I try to like make sure that you don't have to have seen everything. You can kind of just jump in. So that feels kind of a kind of like a, a cool thing to do with a big movie too. If you're only like kind of a movie person, um, and can can I, I could see it being done really well uh, with what they've built uh, around like the Mandalorian and, and stuff yeah. over there. So yeah, the um, uh, yeah, I'm excited about I'm excited about his um, and honestly, like uh, my 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 only hope is that uh, is a couple things. One that the story um, be big enough. Um, we haven't seen him do a full movie yet. Sure, um, yeah. And then the other thing is that I, I hope that Disney spends the the money that it needs to to not make this look and feel like a just a, a longer Disney Plus show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd want it to have the budget that like a whole, yes. like, because I mean, the whole season does for like one episode, yes. basically. I mean, um, you We've know, all, the, the, the runtime of like two episodes, I guess, because like, like they're usually like 45 minutes long or something. You know, like I, I love the fact, I mean, and this is, I mean, this is, we wouldn't be getting these TV series without the way they were shooting them on those like LED screens and stuff like oh, that, yeah, like the yeah. sets. But however, like 
some of the magic of Star Wars and JJ, this is something that JJ did get right. And like the, like they went to real practical locations too. Mm-hmm. And so like, I want to see those, like I want to see the scale of what we see on the Mandalorian a little more. Like, I mean, if I, if I compare them to what versions of Star Wars, they seem more like the prequels where everything's digital versus where everything's real. Um, yeah. And I think like, you know, the fact that like, George had always wanted to do a, a Star Wars TV show live action, yep. but was unable to figure out the budget behind right. it, right? It was always too expensive. It was always way too expensive. And so, like, the fact that now that that's possible, like, so basically, George did Clone Wars. Like, he, yep. like that that's where we got into, like, animation, um, which is awesome. And then that animation led to this live action technology. And... Like that's, that's fantastic. It's amazing. But yeah, you're right. Like there is, there is this, this element of like, okay, well you're using a lot of, you know, a lot of this leaning on these shots and that sort of thing. I think I mentioned like on a few episodes ago on one of the Mandalorian shots, I was like, oh, that seems like it it was on a, like a practical like location. Um, And it was like a little bit like I, it stuck out to me where I was like, it stuck out in, in a, in a good way where I was like, okay, well that's just, it's different, you know, for the, this season had, a, has had a couple of moments where they, it, it seems like they couldn't have done that shot on, you know, in front of the, the, the screens. Um, additionally, the show Andor is basically all practical sets um, and all location on location kind of stuff. And it also has a different, completely different tone and look right, right. to it than Mandalorian. It's, like, and so like, yeah, I'm kind of there with you. I'm like, okay, hopefully, like, we don't just have like what what seems to be like a, a double episode of of Mandalorian that you go to a theater and see, right? Like, I right. I, I, I kind of hope it has that that level of uh of grandeur that you would expect from a from a Star Wars theatrical release. Right. Um, that being said, like, I'm I'm also like the 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 James Gant- Mangold uh it, thing from way back in the past, like the earliest. Star Wars thing, book, comic, movie, etc. that we would potentially have would be this story. Like this is like would be set his, you know, from what we understand, this would be set way earlier than anything that we've encountered. Um, even in like the high Republic or old Republic. Um, if you want to like insert in some of the, uh, expanded universe stuff, um, this would be before any of that. So uh, yeah. that, that also is very intriguing and really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be cool. I mean, uh, it, you know, it'll be interesting to see, like, what happens after. Like, I, I <laughs> let's think about just Disney's history. We need we need to see if Indiana Jones is going to be well-received. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it is, great, good. I think he'll probably stay on that movie. If yeah, it's yeah. not... I can I can totally see <laughs> Disney pulling him off and being like, well, that doesn't exist anymore. I think I, I think it'll be good. And I also think like James Van Gold, do you think about like the uh, like Logan? That was like a, a t- huge time jump uh, with sim- similar like with with uh, with mutants and stuff. And it's like, hey, let's jump, f- you know, forward. In, yeah, I'm not uh, saying in, he's or, not a good director. Yeah. I'm you know, I'm saying like you look at, you know, like uh, back, back before, you know, The Last Jedi was released oh, dude, Kathleen yeah. Kennedy was like I loved working with Ryan Johnson as well and then well, we were going to give they him his green own trilogy lit, they greenlit an entire an trilogy. entire trilogy yes. and then like and then, and then now we're walking back now we're low key like we're like oh no it's still <laughs> it's still in development no it's not they say it says not that's what well, that's it's not in the an active development but they still hope it happens at some point <laughs> no it's gone that's I uh it says it's not oh sorry it's not actively being worked on but that's yeah. that that's that's effectively shelving it they're I mean, not going to so do that, it yeah, yeah. Here's my thing, Chris. Here's my thing with that one. Let me say this. Um, I hope it happens. 
Oh because I think it'll be really like if he has fascinating his own and interesting and yes. like to have him create a whole thing, right? By yep. like to yep. to yep. not have like to not put it right in the middle of two JJ Abrams like yeah. movies, right? Well, let's 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 go let's go there, John, because now we can talk about this Daisy Ridley movie, which I want to preface with. Love Daisy Ridley. I love this movie. It hurts my it just I'm trying to express like it hurts my heart a little bit the fact that it like we're back at the beginning or the end of Return of the Jedi again. Um mm. it 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 effectively like even more so doubles down on the sequel trilogy doesn't matter where like cuz Luke was rebuilding going to rebuild yeah. The, the Jedi Order, and now Rey is rebuilding, after killing the Emperor, now Rey is rebuilding the Jedi Order after the Emperor. Like, it's fine. Like, yeah. I'm not saying we shouldn't go here. We should. That's the natural progression. It mm -hmm. just, like, I yeah. like I just, it, it, I, I as time goes on, like, things like the Rogue, Rogue One is honestly my favorite, like, post-Disney Star Wars movie these days. I watch that one more, and, I, and I'm like, I just... Dude, you gotta watch Andor. Oh yeah, I agree. But uh, yes, and I have all intentions of doing that. I just oh like, my gosh. I, I, uh, yeah. But like, but do you get what I'm saying? Like, I hate yeah, that yeah, that no. trilogy doesn't it. really mean anything. Well, and and I've expressed before that I I will, as a fan of Star Wars, and like, and it's something that I really wanted to see from the minute they announced the sequel trilogy and the minute they started releasing promo shots and they started re releasing people doing script reads and like table reads and like or the, the big circle of chairs with all the new cast along with all the old cast. The, you know, the thing that I wanted to see Chris like, and, and, and we'll never see. Yeah. It's all together. of them together. Yep. The new cast, the old cast, yep. like all of them at the yep. same time on the screen. Let me see them together. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you like, it's just such a like, yeah. And from the beginning, I, from the first JJ Abrams got obsessed in interviews. He says this, he got obsessed with the idea of the question of where is Luke Skywalker? <laughs> and I'm grief. like, and I'm like, dude, that's, that's like, it's not like the, a mystery box. No one wanted that. That I just, I don't know. Yeah. It's intriguing, but it would have been intriguing. Like, in a way that you're like, oh, that's a cool idea for like the third one or something, right? Whenever he like disappears all of a sudden, they're like, like, like that's the next trilogy. That's not this trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So like, yeah. So while I do love a lot of things about all three of those movies, yep. and I also have criticisms about all three of those movies. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest ones is that like we never we never got to see yeah. Han Solo, Leia, Luke, and then the new like we never got to have them bring in this new cast of characters and like yeah. really kind of usher in the new era. It was just kind of like oh well this one's the movie where you know spoilers for for these movies, but like this is the one where Han dies. Here's the yeah. one where like Luke you know Luke dies. dies. Here's the one where Leia dies, and it's yep. like no, that's not that's not the trilogy I want. I know. And uh, here's the one man. Let's just keep going. Let's just keep like uh, st sticking daggers in to my heart. Yeah, like, hurts, man. Not, not only that, do they we kill kill them off gradually within the movies? Uh, we also. Did so at the expense of in the first movie, the entire like New Republic 
that they had set up on that mm. planet, those or that series of that galaxy or whatever it was. Hosnian Prime, yeah. Hosnian Prime. Prime. Yeah. Okay, so all oh, that's gone. Like, yeah. just like that. With like, And it didn't, it didn't feel like it meant anything because we, you know, like... Yeah, we like while in in the Mandalorian, we're finally able to kind of comprehend that, like, okay, yeah, the Republic, like, they're getting, they're getting their, you know, their feet under them. There's still like some things. Oh, here's how they're integrating in with like the the you know what what the remains of the Empire were. Mm-hmm. There's like some hangover like stuff with like these warlords, these Empire warlords, which is really a cool concept, and we're digging in there. So we're finally getting some of that context there. But yeah, again, you know. One of my biggest criticisms with with uh, you know with with some of those like that Force Awakens was that it moved so quickly that we didn't get the context for yep. where are we before totally. we kind of just like took all of the pieces from the board and like knocked them over. Well, you for, know, it's if, like, you, if you compare it to you know Darth Vader um, blowing up uh, Alder Alderon in the the in A New Hope, like that feels heavy. That feels like and but and and we don't see that planet either. But it feels heavy because of the way that they do it, rather than it just being like this. Quick... Well, it's it's Leia's planet, yeah. Like, and, it's her home and world. we set that up. That 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 was like to 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 get her to to talk. Yeah, you know. Um, and it was like to to punish her for not talking, and yeah. or punish her after she does talk. Like, and so like it really does a lot. Like for the story, um, in A New Hope, whereas in Force Awakens. It does do something, yeah, sort of. I guess, but it shows like, the power of the, of the uh, the um, what you call it, Star Killer base yeah, or whatever it is base. that we're about to blow up. But yep. yeah, like I don't know, it th- shows the threat, but not like yeah. it doesn't do anything for any of the characters from a like um, story perspective, really. Right. Right. Um, and again, like uh, uh, all of all of my criticisms about all of those movies, like. I, I love a lot of things. I like to rewatch them. I you know I think Force Awakens really does like you know it, it, because it's it's so brisk it, that actually like plays in its favor because it doesn't give you time to think to about think a about lot it. of yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. Um. Until after the fact, but like it is very f- uh, it's a fun watch, man. It's a roller coaster right. ride. Well, so is the third um, one. Like yeah, I think, so is the third, third. But that one really that one really doesn't like. There's a lot of things to think about after the fact on that one because yep. it really goes even faster. Yep. <laughs> And then, and then, the, and the middle one, like it, the middle one, like has it's it's gorgeous, and it has some really like cool, like stunning fights, and it has some like interesting story twists that we then subsequently undo. I don't know, like, but, well, like, I, I, things- but yeah, like, but keep going with me here. Like they 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 basically like reset the board after after you know like yeah. Return of the Jedi. It's like hey, uh, New Republic gone, uh, Jedi Order gone. Uh, you know, Luke Skywalker, all the people you you uh, loved, gone. Um, like, I, it it almost invalidates what happens at the end of Return of the Jedi. You know what I mean? It yeah, almost, yeah, yeah. It does. It does. In a, it does. In a. Uh, and it now, does because you're also still fighting the same villain too. You know? Right. I, I like um, what I what I wish would have happened. Like, let's just we should have just started there. Then, if that's what we wanted to do, and start with the rebuilding of the Jedi Order. You know, and that's what we were getting back to. Then you should have started at that, and like, like, hey, maybe you know, like Luke Skywalker had just been like putzing around for years on his own, and then Daisy Ridley shows up, and he decides to train her, and that's the beginning of the Jedi Order, like whatever. But like, I don't know, I don't know. It just hurt. It it bums me out. 
Yeah, and and I think that that's the thing. Like this one was always gonna like with the way that the sequel trilogy is and ends up because again it's like there's things i love about it there's things that i i i don't like as like about it but like the way that it ended up because it is what it is it's the story like it, yeah. it's a long time ago right in a galaxy far away this is a story that already happened right <laughs> <laughs> like and so the way that like you're looking at it you're like okay well that happened this is this was always going to be the one that hurts because you're like oh well okay yeah. I guess like I guess now we do start yep. doing the the stuff we start doing the work you the know stuff of, like, that hey, I wanted before stuff. yeah yeah um, like and, and I, I am very happy I'm very 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 happy that Daisy Ridley is in for it <laughs> yeah I, well I wanted somebody to come back and if it was going to be anybody I wanted it to be her because that, that makes that makes the most sense story wise it makes the most sense like the, she was the most fleshed out character that we had because of the ways that they treated uh like finn for example they never really fleshed yeah. out him in the way that he should have been fleshed out and then right poe po was great but like um uh oscar isaac was basically all but said he's never doing another star wars movie so um it, it had to be had to Same be right i think um, cause Boyega has like, even as recently as a couple of weeks ago, was like, dude, I'm just happy to be a star Wars fan yeah. again. <laughs> you well, know? It's, just, it's just, it's just, I, you know, it's, it's a bummer because he was such a fan anyway. He, yeah. They like, all are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if it was anyone, it's going to be her, it needed to be her. And so I'm glad that that's happening. I'm with you. Yeah. Like this was always going to be the one that like, but I, I am glad that like it is continuing the story in some way so we can proceed forward from that point where we're not yeah. just like constantly filling in the gaps. Um, yep. Like we were or have been with uh, Mandalorian, I, I think we should fill in the gaps. I like I'm, I'm oh, yeah. not saying we shouldn't, but like we could. You can't just proceed with that. I, like, and if, and if we go back, like, if, what did we talk about? We talked about James Mangold's. We talked about this. We talked about what's the other one? We were. Uh, it's the it's the it's well, the we, Mando we talked one. about Fal- we talked about Filoni. Yeah. Um. We talked a little bit with that. We talked about James Mangold a little bit. Like I think of those three. The one I'm least I least care about is the James Mangold one, just because like I don't, uh, you know, I think you've read some of the books, but I don't, I don't really. I've read almost all of them at this point. Like the ones that are, are released at this point, I've read yeah. all of them except for like two of the High Republic ones. So like, but um, me as a general, like, so say you're not like deep into Star Wars lore, mm-hmm. up to date on it. Like, I kind of just don't. I mean, you're, you're, they're gonna have to give me a reason to care about it because right now sure. I just I don't care about the beginning of the Jedi way back in the day. Like, yeah. And I guess like, and that's, that's the part of it that kind of intrigues me, uh, you know, about it is like, Hey, how, cause like even this is, this is thousands and thousands of years, even before the higher public, which is where like the majority of like these books have been set, like that, I, mm-hmm. that I've read. Yeah. Um, and so like this, this is one of those, like, okay, if, if, if the, there's the series, the acolyte, which is going to be at the tail end of the, uh, high republic right and so if, if that that show is like a lot of people are like oh, I, don't, I don't know anything about the high republic if they haven't read the books then they're you know you know then it's like okay well this is going to be even more so than that because anybody who's read the higher public books this probably won't even matter to that because it's thousands of years before that even yeah. so it's it's going to be fun to see because i think star wars is and should be more than just like a couple of things, you know, and, and like that's why I enjoy the fact that like Andor is is so like dark and serious and like whatever, and then you have the pulpy Mandalorian stuff, and you have like Clone Wars and like who you know the the kind of uh, Bad Batch and stuff. That's like okay, this is like a war drama. Um, 
I don't know. Like you have a lot of different types of stories, um, you know, th- that you can tell in the Star Wars universe. And so like, I'm glad that we're kind of like starting to put that into like, Hey, we can do a, a way back when early Star Wars thing. And, you know, it won't affect what people know and, and love from the other movies, you know? It's, and so like, cause that's, I feel like that is uh, the best way to handle a lot of the the Star Wars kind of bigger movies is like, okay, let's like give it some room so we don't, you know, mess with things uh, unnecessarily and then just tell a cool story. And like, that's, that's enough for me, you know, cause it's like, yeah. cause like you kind of already know the rules going into yeah. a, a, yeah, yeah. a Star Wars thing. So, yeah. Uh, so then there's also, like, I'm glad to hear that the Taika Waititi movie is still uh, being worked on. I mean, obviously, like, he's just, he's still working on a script. And so, like, this is a mm-hmm. long way from getting even greenlit still. Um, yeah. But, uh, so that's pretty cool. It is interesting. Uh, you know, I don't know if I necessarily have a take on it. But it is it is, it is kind of curious and interesting to me that Kevin Feige's movie is is uh, shelved. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know what they were asking him to do necessarily. If they were wanting him to kind of you know, like make, take what has happened with Marvel, but he didn't really like, he mapped out the, the phases, but like, he didn't really like, he, I don't think he wrote any of the scripts. Did he? Yeah. He didn't direct anything or write anything. Yeah. Um, you know, cause like even like Iron Man, you know, one Favreau, Favreau did that. Right. Right. So, um, yeah. and then Patty Jenkins rogue squadron. And I, I, I think it's interesting that she's like, that's something that we, the team still talks about a lot. I think it's because it's like, it's a really intriguing thought of like, Hey, we're just going to tell the story of these, this X-wing fighter squadron. It makes me yeah. think though. Sometimes I think like some, some things are better as ideas than they are actually fleshed out. Uh, yeah. does that make sense to you? Like, yeah. Cause it could be, it could be hard to it, like, it's like, it's like a puzzle and it's like, well, if you can't ever quite solve the puzzle of the, right. of the story or crack the story or crack right. the, like, what does this look like? Cause like, obviously like they can do the visual effects of all of that. Right. Um, so that's not a, a piece of this, but it's like, if you can't get the story right or right. get the, you know, the vibe right. Right. Then it's best left in your head a lot well, of times. And it kind of makes me think like, you know how, I mean, some of our criticisms of like, Wonder Woman, um, what was the second one called? Uh, 1989, is that right? Was that Eight? what it was? Yeah. Uh, one of them, it was a year, some sort of year. something, yeah. Like, was that it, it It relied too heavily on the 80s kind of aesthetic to draw, to be interesting? Um, and it wasn't, it makes me wonder if like maybe that script was... 1984, rely- sorry. Okay, yeah, 1984. Maybe it was like relying on the fact that it was just, hey, this is a, a, a X-wing squadron, and like that was the conceit. Because I think about like you think about okay, what what makes we've had other movies like in in you know like our world about airplane squadrons like Top Gun, but what makes Top Gun great? Oh, it's because it's focused on one pilot and his story, and so it's like you have to you still have to have a good story. Yeah, within and it, if, you know, and I'll hold to it. If Top Gun one, if the original Top Gun came out today, it would not do nearly oh, as well as it did. Well, it'd have to be a different movie. It's it's well, it's, it, yeah, it's a product of its, it's time. It's just a series of vignettes. <laughs> uh, not really. You know? uh, like it's a yeah. It's yes, and but there's a there's a story in there. Like I mean the 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 main story is still there. It's just it's just long. Yeah. It's just like Point yeah. Break. Point Break. Right. The original Point Break. If it came out today. Would be different. That's why when they remade Point Break, it was different. You know, so like movies are just different now than they were in the eighties. You just you know can't really get around it, Um, right? And so that's why, like you know, 
with Top Gun, like the most recent Top Gun movie, like it's it, it still is focused like on one, you know, one one person really. Um, but like it does it does handle the story a lot differently than the original. And so yeah. like, yeah, like I, I think you're I think you're you're right that like, hey, you kind of do need that like that singular role rather than the whole Correct. the whole squad almost, yep. you know? Yep. Yeah, you need the you need the Maverick. You need Maverick, that kind of character that you're gonna follow and like that's your entry point into Rogue Squadron or whatever it is, you know. Anyway, yeah. like it, you know, rather than just rely on the on the aesthetic of it all, you know. Interesting. Um, yeah, and I guess like I, my thing is like yeah, if that one's being talked about because it is a really cool idea, and I feel like th- feel like from a fan perspective, that one also like continues to rise to the surface because it's just such a cool idea. I feel like eventually somebody is gonna like is gonna crack it, whether or not it's Patty Jenkins or whether or not it's somebody else. Yeah. But I feel like at some point we're gonna get that type of a story. Um, whether it's, it could also eventually end up being like a, a show or something like that, like a season, a mini series or something, um, a la Andor. Um, but like, I don't know, like, it, it, yeah, I think that one probably will turn up at some point. Yeah. So anyway, all in all, uh, cool news. Um, it's in- yeah. cool and interesting to know that we're gonna, you know, still do, uh, star Wars movies, you know? Um, and, uh, um, yeah, we'll see where it goes, man. I think, to me, like, since Mandalorian came out, right, since season one of Mandalorian, we've just been on a positive trajectory. Like, it seems like it has felt like we've been on a really positive trajectory with Star Wars. And this does nothing to, like, make me be like, oh, no, we're, you know, we're not on a positive trajectory anymore. Like, this this just makes me makes me more excited. It's like, you know, and whether or not, like, some of this comes to fruition, it's like you, you, they may cancel, like, one of the one of the three movies that they just announced, you know, later in the summer or whatever. But, like, you know, at the end of the day, right now, I'm, I'm like, yeah, okay, Star Star Wars is headed into good places. It's in it's in a good place right now, and that's like a, a a really fun thing from a fan. Rather than some of the some of the like, even if it's if if it's somewhat projected, some of the turmoil that that like happened whenever the the you know secret trilogy launched. So, yeah, I mean, um, I, I I'm just happy that it's that that like, hey, this is like this is all positive news to me. Totally. Yeah, and I, I think they're going to be a lot more careful now, like moving forward on like. Okay, is this the story we need to tell? Like, I, they definitely are. Like, is this the story we need to tell? Is this how we need to tell it? Like, that's I hear that, you know, and I think they're going to build off the success of the TV TV series. It wouldn't surprise me if if that Filoni movie is the one that comes out first, you know? Um, yeah. Just, and, and, and I think from a timing I, perspective, that makes sense, too, because if you got Ahsoka totally. season one, well, she said, even if you assume we have, two, like, another season of Ahsoka... Like so, that's only like two or three so years from now. When did when did Mandalorian uh, come out? That's a good question. Like season one, because 2019? She, okay, so I yeah, double check that. So she said that that's going to be the culmination of six to seven years worth of storytelling. So that's the only thing that to me, like we're I think we're real early in all these movies. I don't I think we're yeah. years away. But like that would indicate to me if if that came out in 2019, it did. Okay, so then if, if it's six, then we're talking about 2025 at the earliest, maybe 2026 if it's seven years. But that means there needs to be like not just Mandalorian and Boba Fett and Ahsoka, probably something else or more seasons of those shows 
to get to the point where we're ready for that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think where the trailer implies that we're going with, uh, with the, the Ahsoka trailer they showed, um, I think that that would be accurate too. Yeah. I can see like, it being like a showdown between Thrawn or something like that. You know, like, yeah, like we've got to reintroduce Thrawn in live action to figure out what, wh- where Thrawn is at these days. Where is Ezra? Like that's going to be like the big, the big thing I think with the Ahsoka show is like, where is Ezra? And, uh, and you know, what's Thrawn doing? Like, and we go from there. Cause like, I think that there's some ties with like, um, Giancarlo Esposito's character in Mandalorian. There's ties from him to Thrawn. And so, yeah. So I think like all paths kind of lead to some sort of a epic showdown with Thrawn. Um, and that's like, that could be what we're doing for the movie. Yeah. Um, I could be completely misled or right. be completely wrong, but like, you know, I, uh, that seems to be where we're, where we're headed. So, Right. Very, very interesting. I, I wouldn't be, I think you're probably right that that one probably comes out before some of the others. All right. Well, that's all we got uh, about all this. So we'll see what happens. Star Wars is cool. Yes. Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars is still very cool despite my, you know, any kind of frustrations with it. Um, I think like I would still love to sit down with George Lucas and be like, yo, so tell me what you really think. Uh, I think like, so he reportedly like, the thing that I would ask him is like, what was in his, his treatment? His original Because I think vision. he had, he gave a treatment to them for the, whatever the following trilogy would have been. And then like in any interview with JJ where somebody like asked him about it, he was like, no, he didn't say, you know, we didn't, we didn't have any of that. And it obviously wasn't reflected on like the WGA credits. Or You're saying like JJ like, said we didn't have it. Yeah, we didn't have anything from him. Like he he was you know he didn't we say didn't we didn't have it. anything from him. he he was saying we didn't like we didn't we didn't use the it. way that it's the way that it was phrased is like we didn't use it you know yeah. or didn't look at it or like we didn't like it seemed like somewhat of an intentional creative choice for him specifically to be like no nah, I'm gonna do this I, I've got this idea <laughs> yeah. And so like I would, if I had the, the, you know, if I was like, if if people were like, Hey, you can, you can do coffee off the record on the record, whatever with George Lucas. I'm like, Hey dude, do you give him a treatment? What was in it? I would love to hear, I'd love to hear that. Yeah. (laughs) Similar to why like the leaked, uh, rise of Skywalker, like script, which wasn't called rise of Skywalker. I forget what it was called. Duels of duel of the fates or duel, duel of that one. Yes. That, uh, would have been insane. The yeah, because that was a Trevorrow thing. Yeah, um, which oh, the movie may not have been been great, but uh, Trevorrow actually did kind of bring together all of the cast of of Jurassic Park back together, the original original crew. Yeah, um, for the for, for so, Jurassic World. Yeah, and, and like I said, like the the result is like you know I don't know what that thing got Wait. as far as like oh you mean the most recent one? Yeah, no, that thing was terrible. That was the one of yeah. the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, so like you know, obviously that wasn't like. <laughs> yeah, it could have been a good move. Again, yeah. back to you can have a good idea that's not a good like story fleshed out. You can have a great right. script but a terrible execution of that great right. script. You know, and like I, so like and obviously like you know with like for example episode two like you could you could you know, you can criticize like a lot of things about that like uh, there's things I love about that movie things I don't like about that movie. Um, like, you know, it's just like any, any other, other thing. Um, but like, I, that's the thing that I, w- I wish would just, 
kind of like happen is like that that George would just be like, you know, oops, <laughs> I accidentally uploaded my treatment. Like what you know, <laughs> what I where I thought yeah. Star Wars would go yeah. for episodes, uh, you know, seven, eight, nine. Because I even think like in some of the special features for the special edition of the original trilogy. Um, obviously before episode one, two, and three came out, he said that he had ideas for episode one, two, three at this point, at that point, and also seven, eight, nine. Um, I don't know if that's like, if that's true or not, because like, yeah, I do he also, because he also like, there's like, there's literally like, everybody should look it up because it's, it's fascinating and it's fantastic. If you are creative, you should look it up. There's the, there's a, whenever you sat down to start writing the script, for episode one um he did like a, a a short like vlog like what you would think of as like a vlog where he like he's like yeah you know i just drop my kids off at school and i'm gonna sit down and write this thing and and he kind of like talks through like what is what's going through his mind on that day and stuff like that and so like you know i don't know how much he actually had in mind whenever he uh Whenever he was, you know, talking in those special features about seven, eight, nine, like how much, how much was actually just like up there in his his head, versus like, you know, how much does he like actually know step by step what's going to happen in those things, or is it just like trade disputes, kind of how uh, episode <laughs> one started? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, how, yeah. like about. how nebulous was the idea? Yeah. Uh, but like at the time, like I remember watching the special features. And thinking, yeah, he's got it all figured out. Yeah, you know? yeah. He knows where he's <laughs> going. He's got this whole thing in his head. <laughs> but like, you know, he'll like. I think he even like has mentioned before that like he didn't really realize that uh, Darth Vader was, you know, was <laughs> Luke's father until he was writing uh, Empire Strikes Back. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. So like, you have these kind of like big pivotal yeah. key things. You know, so I don't know how much of a map that actually was, but like, I, I just would like to ask, you know, Hey, what, what would you have done? You know? Yep. Yep. And maybe we're going to get closer to that now. Um, but with a different cast of characters, um, who knows? Uh, because again, like if, if, you know, Dave Filoni worked with, uh, worked with George for a lot of time. Um, and did a lot of things, you know, with, uh, with George and <laughs> George made a lot of strange decisions that, uh, that Dave, you know, thought was, was odd at the beginning, like bring Darth Maul back, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it turned out being great, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, I don't know. It's, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll never know, I guess, probably, you know? Nope. Never. You can find us online at shinytargetpodcast.com on social at chrisright250. And John Wright 777. And at Stay on Target Pod. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.